Right, listen, we have some things to celebrate and some things to inform you, so I hope that you are patient with us as we share with you all the good news. But first, how many of you took part in the outside service last week? Wasn't that great? That was awesome. We had somewhere between 300 to 350 people here with us, right? And there was this wonderful ministry. I got to tell you that we were impressed. My favorite part is to see how so many of you just begin the work and do the work from the time that we were here setting up the tent or excuse me, setting up the things that went in the tent to tearing down. People were here and they were being a blessing to the kingdom and to the community of Oregon. And as I sat with staff about this, we said, man, there's so much to celebrate and all of you are worth celebrating. And I just want to give you a hand and say thank you for all that you did. Amen. Thank you. Alongside that, you know, as I sat with staff, I said, you know, what impressed you when certain names came up of people who were a blessing and all of you were a blessing, but we want to also recognize some that we just, just, just really made an impact that day and, uh, and, and we just want to celebrate people today. So in the spirit of the season, we're going to give game day footballs to people. I'm going to throw these and you better be praying. The intercession team better be praying because number one, I got to throw it right. And secondly, somebody's got to catch it. I'm not going to throw anything to you. I'm not going to throw it with a baby, okay? If you've got a baby, that's insurance. So what we're going to do is a handoff. And actually, that's a great place to start because Rick Davis did a whole lot of cooking for us. And we want to say thank you so much, Rick, for all that you did. It's, it's a handoff. It's a handoff for you. Brother, we love you. We appreciate you. Thank you for all that you did for us that day. And I'm handing it off to you because you're a Michigan Wolverine fan. You guys can't catch the ball anyway. So... <laughs> I'm kidding. I had to do that, didn't I? Oh, Lord. All right. Okay, on to more facts. No, I'm just kidding. We we just, we're so grateful for Matt Burtock. Uh, Matt, you were just a blessing. There was some chicken that was smoked. There was some sound that needed to be set up. And Matt was in the background making sure that a lot of those things that you and I don't pay attention to, uh, to are happening and are happening well. So, Matt, thank you so much. We appreciate you. We love you, brother. Here it comes. I'm just, oh, there we go. He caught it because he's a Buckeye fan. Glory to God. All right. So, praise God. We're just, we're grateful for you, brother. Huh? Oh, all right. You know, uh, there were so many people, again, that just, volunteered and did so much and so again we would we want to celebrate all of you but someone that just again just stood out who's always who was here from the very beginning helping us set up tents and helping us tear down and who was who was always laughing and smiling and it just made an impact on multiple people I said you know what's what's the name of that cute family with those cute kids that guy who's always smiling he says and for a month now, we just keep hearing the testimony of the blessing that they are to this church family. So I just want to take the time to celebrate Nick Bailey today. Amen. Are you a Buckeye fan? You can catch this. All right. Amen. Amen. Nick, we appreciate you. We appreciate you and your family. And uh, we're just glad to have you with us. We're blessed. And uh, thank you for being a blessing to us. Those tents would have been a disaster without you. People were like, Pastor, you put up that tent. So like, no, I just kind of held things. Nick kind of did all the work, right? So, no, but we appreciate you. Not only your work, but just your character, your spirit. Right? Let that be contagious over the rock body. Amen. Just so thankful for you. I don't know if you noticed the flyers. 
The flyers were amazing. They did say, can you smell what the rock is cooking? We, we, can't, we can't help ourselves. But that flyer was, uh, was very well made by Jeff Rollins. And we want to say thank you, Jeff, for helping us. Amen. Amen. As well as passing out flyers in this community and being willing to pray for people throughout this week, we just want to say thank you to you for all that you did and for, for taking part in making that, that time so memorable. We appreciate you guys. We appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Hey, I want to take the time to give a football to the entire Franco family. Amen. This is for the entire, I see a child. I know you guys are Buckeyes, so I know you can catch this. They did so much from Debbie helping here, the kids with the songs and passing out flyers and helping out with the usher. They just, the Franco family, it's like a multitude of God's kingdom, God's workers around the rock being a blessing. So we just want to say thank you to you guys. Amen. Another group of people that are never noticed throughout Sunday service is our usher team. They just do so much, right? And uh, they, they, they are on their game, aren't they? They are on their game. And, and Scott, I just appreciate your leadership there and for helping us and, and making the team just work so well, especially on such a day. We had to get baptisms outside and all kinds of random things I forgot that you probably had to chase after. That's just like the reality of every Sunday. And, you know, they're just incredible. They have their little walkie-talkie things, and they're dressed in black. I mean, they're amazing. Okay. <laughs> So we just appreciate you guys. Scott, here it comes. You ready? <laughs> Do you see that spiral? Somebody was praying that that got there. There was a lot of prayer involved in that. Amen. Okay, let me see what else I got going on. Oh, this thing keeps going off on me. Here we go. Okay. Usher team. And I have one more in there. Is that it? Is that it? Okay. This one right here. This one right here. I want to take the time. And this is representative of, of, of um, just a lot of things. But I'm, I'm going to take this time, and, and I'm going to improvise with this football, but it just came to mind as we were here in the sanctuary. As people were looking around and, and just enjoying themselves, there were people who took the time to make relationships, make connections, to really minister and bless people who are really broken state. And somebody was caught just being a blessing to someone who was in a real broken state. And that's what it's about. Amen? So I want to give this, this game day of football to Brian Kyle. Amen. Bless you, brother. Amen. Not only did he give me a double-double from Tim Hortons to begin the day, but, brother, you're, you're again, uh, your presence is contagious, your joy, and the way that you work and the way you minister to people. I just want to va validate that God uses you today and say thank you for all that you do. Amen. Hey, guys, give yourself a hand. All right, Michigan fans, will you forgive me? <laughs> there is absolute silence from the biggest Michigan fan in the sanctuary. <laughs> oh, I love you guys. I appreciate you. Hey, this is something else that we want to do this service is not only take the time to celebrate this, but celebrate what God is doing with our finances, Okay. And so I, I want to welcome DJ, who will come up and give us a treasurer report. Would you welcome him at this time? We'll do that afterwards. Good morning. Oh, 
Hey, good morning. We are uh, celebrating, and uh, with the financial report, we're going to continue to celebrate. Uh, back in 2008, obviously, the, the nation got rocked with uh, the economy, and the rock wasn't uh, left out of that at all. And there was a point in time where we were moving money from the emergency savings over into uh, our checking account just to make sure everything was taken care of and everything got paid. But if you pop this slide up here, that's how much money we have today. In our checkings and our savings, we have $124,000. Now you would say, DJ, why would you tell the church everything that we have? Well, two reasons. One, for accountability. And two, the Bible says that faith comes from hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. And we're in the process of getting ready to build. And we've yeah, I've had those times like, man, can we actually build here? Yeah, we can. God is good. And, and we are doing really well financially at the moment. And so I just want to make sure that we throw that out there. And the next time you're like, I don't know if we can do this, I want you to say, yes, we can. We can do this. Uh, when we, if you're visiting, I'm sorry, we're talking about money. And I'm sure you didn't come to church to talk about money. But we're going to do this anyways. Uh, what we end up doing with our financial report is I will do last year numbers and then this year's numbers so that we can compare and contrast where we are from last year to this year. And so on the next slide, you can see where we were last year at the end of August. At the end of August, we're at $212,600. This year at the end of August, we're just under 200000 At the very end, I'm going to tell you why, but don't be worried about the difference there. If we go to the next uh, slide, after all the bills are paid, after the salary is taken care of, after all the ministries are fully funded, last year we had $55,000 to the positive. And so that was going into our savings account. This year, 47000 was going into our savings account. Again, you see a difference. Don't worry, I'm going to tell you here in a minute why. Uh, next slide, the actual difference is $8,000. I want you to keep that number right there in mind because the very next slide here's the reasons last year we were very adamant with the ministry leaders saying that if you want to do something we want you to do it but you have to budget it at the very beginning of the year or we're not doing it the rock has a tendency of doing what i call popcorn ministry where something just kind of pops up and it's like this is a great idea a great opportunity let's go ahead and do this ministry and we did it because we're about doing ministry but then at the end of the year, we did that 10 times, and we're like, oh, my goodness, we're about doing ministry. Now we've got to pay for it. And so last year, we were like, we're not doing that. And so I don't think all of our ministry leaders believed us when we said that. And so they kind of came and asked for money, and we said no. Well, this year, they were a lot smarter, and they did a much bigger uh, budget for their ministries, including my beautiful, lovely wife, who decided that we needed a brand-new keyboard. Which we did. Which we did. Uh, where's she at? Ah, yeah. <laughs> and a new soundboard. In fact, uh, the soundboard, I think, was seven years old. Actually, I think both of them were seven years old. The old keyboard, there would be Sunday mornings where certain keys would be like, I'm just taking the day off. <laughs> you, you guys do what you're going to do. We're not going to play. And then we were having issues with some of the channels on the board. And so we ended up buying at a really good price, Mr. Larry and Israel, uh, broke this guy's arm and, and got both of them <laughs> really, really cheap considering. 
But then the, the biggest difference is the capital campaign. Because last year, the capital campaign that we had going on, the first phase, that money went into the general income for the church, and it was reflective in those numbers. And so from March all the way to December, we had extra money coming in for the capital campaign. This year, only January, February, and the first two weeks of March were for the capital campaign. And so when you look at that number of 8,000 being a difference, if we take the capital campaign out of there and just compare tithes and offerings, we're doing much better this year than we did last year in tithes and offerings. And that's all coming from you guys. And, and that's coming from you guys, yeah. That's coming from you guys. In, a, in last year, every month, we did a financial report. This year, the last report I did was April because we, we just haven't had time to, to fit it in. And so that's coming from you guys without us saying, hey, remember, give tithes and offerings, and here's the numbers. And so very, very grateful to you guys. You guys have been faithful. God has been faithful. Amen. And I am so excited uh, about moving forward and what Pastor is about to present to you guys. And I hope you guys are too. Hey, God bless you. Amen. Hey. Well, all right. Thank you, DJ. Um, at this time, I just wanted to go ahead and give you an update as well on the capital campaign that DJ just mentioned. It was phase one. And uh, I want to also give you an update on Midwest Construction. As many of you guys know, we've been in the process of engaging Midwest Construction about how we can better maximize our property. If you don't know this, our property is from the driveway all the way to the, the house on that side. So it's eight acres. And we said, hey, you know, we've been in this sanctuary. Where this is the property God's given us. There's some critical improvements we need to make. And what we wanted to do is get a master plan so that we're not trying to do something so big that now we're married to a building or instead of focusing on ministry, we're focusing on building, but we want to make steps towards building something that helps us facilitate the ministry that we do. So we engage Midwest Construction. That, before that, obviously, we begin the capital campaign. And I just want to give you a, an update on our meeting with Midwest Construction and our capital campaign. First, let's talk about the capital campaign. And I'm going to read some of these things because I want to make sure that I don't miss anything. Uh, first, let's talk about the capital campaign. Just to make everyone aware of what we're talking about, uh, again, the capital campaign uh, was something that you and I committed to for the purpose of the improvements done here at our local body. At this time, because of your giving and the continued increase of general giving here at The Rock, we can report that we have $50,000 designated to the capital campaign, which was our goal for last year. Amen. <laughs> Amen. That's great news. Uh, 44,000 of that came from your faith promises and your giving, and only $6,000 of that came from the general fund. So I just want to say congratulations. Congratulations. That's a big deal, amen? And I'm, I'm celebrating that this is the first capital campaign The Rock has ever had in the history of The Rock or Solid Rock. This is the healthiest the history of Solid Rock or The Rock has ever been financially, and that is all a testament of God's faithfulness, amen? God is good, amen. Amen. All right. So alongside that, you're making things happen at The Rock. You're so excited he's running. Just let him run for Jesus. You're making things happen at The Rock. Your giving makes our progress possible. And, and so at this time, let's just take the time to thank God for that. Amen. Can we just thank God right now? Hey, Brother Ben, would you just lead us in a prayer of thanksgiving right now? Yes, God. Father, you're doing something new this 
Yes, Scott. Yes. Yes, God. Amen. 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 Praise God. So how are we moving forward? Now, we've raised this money. We met with Midwest Construction um, about what we're going to do. What will we do with the capital campaign money that has been raised? These are the things that we said we would do. Can we go to the next slide? Oh, wait. Yeah, that's good. Let's go to that slide. What we plan with first phase. Uh, number one, uh, we said that we need to designate $30,000 for a refinance. Remember that we went through a refinancing process. And we thought we needed about 10%. So I have 10% ready to go into that refinance process. Well, it just turned out that we didn't have to have $30,000 to go into the refinance. We only needed about $6,000. Praise God. Good news. Master planning. We wanted to begin the conceptual drawings to help us know how we can better improve this property. We thought we needed about ten to fifteen grand of that. Praise God. We only needed about $7,500 of that. This is getting gooder. Right? <laughs> okay, I'll stop saying that. So then uh, uh, alongside with that, we noticed that we, our parking lot needs some work, and then we want to extend the parking lot. We haven't extended the parking lot yet because of the details of coding and the details of how to go about that and what's the best place to do our parking lot in light of the fact that we want to build. So we've waited on that, um, but, but you will see the parking lot resealed, restriped this month. And so you'll notice a significant difference. Another, another um, item is that we wanted to do the outside lights. We want to replace the far, far lights to get better lights, updated lights that shine on the property better. We haven't done that because in talking with Midwest Construction, they've assured us that it's better if we hold off on that till later so that we can save some money. We've gotten the ticket item of $15,000 just for three to four lights. So we thought, hey, let's, let's wait on those lights. We can wait right, and see what else God has in store. So uh, we're waiting on that. Instead, we're going to mount some lights that look very nice and can be mounted on the buildings, that it will save us some building and shine very well into the parking lot area. Um, so parking lot, we'll, uh, we'll see that done this month. The new lights will be mounted soon. And then uh, what we're going to do, what we're going to do with the money that has been raised, part of what we're going to do here is the final architectural design. So we have some concepts that we said, hey, this, these, 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 now we, we've agreed on the concept, the general concept, but now we're going into final architectural design, which gives us what's it going to cost to do this, what's it going to cost to do that, what are the, what's the ultimate thing that you need for ministry that you want to do. And we're going to go into that, and that's, that's, about, that's an investment of $30,000, which, praise God, because of your faithful giving, we have that to give towards the architectural design. Why is it so expensive? Because it not only involves the drawings, it not only involves the exact amount of what we will pay, but it also involves meeting with the city of Oregon to make sure that anything we propose, to, anything we set our minds to build is approved and that we have the favor of the city, right? So this is a big deal. The architectural design and the process of it is very important. We're welcoming your prayers in that process. We're going to go towards that. Also, uh, what else is going to go towards the monies that's been raised that, that we have for the capital campaign? We're going to have a new sign in the front of the church. It's time for a new sign. We're reworking the logo right now as we speak uh, because how we communicate who we are to the community matters. Amen? And so we're working on that. And then there are some rooms that we want to remodel, such as our uh, conference rooms. The nursery room needs some improvement so that the ministry in those rooms could, could, 
could, um, could be better, could be improved, that the space could be improved, right? We, we love the ministry that's already happening, but certain spaces need to be improved. If we can go to the next slide. Okay, actually go to the slides where I have the pictures of the prayer room. I want to take the time to say this. There's a prayer room that has been set up in the, in the first in the first building. There are some office spaces that just need some work. And, and Chris Burtock, Becca, and a group of people just had a heart for a prayer room. And they begin to kind of work at this room where you're welcome to come pray, hang out, do your devotions, pray here. And these are the pictures of that prayer room. Can we go to the next one? It's a beautiful room. Okay. So as you look at the church, I want you to think of that room. And I want you to, I want you to think, multiply that room by 100 at the church, Lord. We want the, the excellence in that room to reflect what's happening in the church body. Just want to let you know we have a prayer room. You want to come and just hang out and pray. It's here in the first building. And we welcome you to come today. Go over there today and, and check it out. Now, uh, let's go back. Let's talk about the building project. Midwest Construction has worked closely with us to look at our property and develop a master plan that would help us better develop our property for the sake of the ministry. Drawings for the full-blown master plan concepts can be found in the back. I'm going to have these. I have them with us. And you can see here that this includes all eight acres. There's a baseball diamond, a basketball court, a gymnasium, parking lot, all kinds of things that we can do with our property. This is just a just a concept. We're not going to dive into all that in the first phase. We're just saying this is a possibility. We have that. We're going to have that back here because we want you to look at this and check it out. Okay? All right. So they, basically the idea is give us a full master plan. So when we build something, we don't say in the future, oh, why did we build that? Now that we want to do this, we don't need that. Right? And have a mess, messy property. Want to build something that helps it just take steps to do one thing at a time. Number one, so it'll be built well. Number two, so that we're not married to buildings but so that buildings will help us do ministry. Does that make sense? Uh, and so, and so, uh, um, so that's kind of the reason why we went with the master plan. Um, so Midwest Construction has been working closely with us, helping us with that drawing for the full-blown master plan causes can be found back at the table. We'll have some people wa- walk that through with you. Our desire was to have a master plan that would help us and take steps as we take steps forward. So within the large vision or the la- large possibility of developing the eight acres, Right now, we are focusing on developing a central space that communicates who we are, that meets our critical ministry needs, and will help us better serve everyone who comes to the rock. Our focus has been on building a foyer space. Do you like our foyer now? Anybody? Oh, we don't have one? Right. Okay. Uh, I was just wondering. Our focus has been on building a foyer space that will make our two main buildings one. Amen. So this building... And the building next door made into one, and that's the picture of it. Now, I'm going to come over to both sides. DJ, would you go to the other PowerPoint and point to where that foyer space will be? Can you kind of do it a little bit, you know, with class, a little modelish? Okay. Okay, okay. I just got to climb through things. <laughs> do you see this right here, this middle space, guys, right here? That's a foyer space. That's not there. That's nowhere to be found right now. That's just this. It will be there, but that's... <laughs> I don't know what DJ's doing, but you're close to the altar, DJ. Remember that. So, okay, so you have that, that middle space right there, that middle space right, right there. It's, not, it's, it's actually between these two buildings. What you find between the two buildings right now are AC units, heating units, and so forth. So we're going to knock out this wall. We're going to build a 2,400-square-feet cafe foyer area. That's what you're looking at right there. Can we go to the next slide? 
again, is a beautiful central foyer, which will give, again, the way that it will be built, it will impress, this is the front. This is where we go in. How many of you, when you first started coming to the church, you were like, okay, so which door, which building? Anybody, raise your hand. I can't believe you raised your hand. It's so offensive. I'm just <laughs> It's the truth, isn't it? You come to the rock, and you're like, which door? What's happening? There's people everywhere. There's people everywhere. Okay, okay right? So we want to <laughs> build this foyer space to bring centrality to the, to the rock, to the buildings. A beautiful central foyer with a cafe area, with a commercial-sized kitchen, with the possibility of new, new sets of bathrooms. The, the cook says, all right, right? And, and repurpose office space, okay? So basically that yellow area that you see there, you see that yellow area? That is basically what it's being proposed to build. I know that you never hang out by the AC units, and if you did, we probably called the psych ward. But, you know, right around the, right around the AC area, that, that area is going to be repurposed to be a beautiful foyer, high-arcing foyer that gives that impression. Again, this is the front entrance. This is, a, this is a, a hangout space, a relational space. How many of y'all see the need for a foyer at the Rock? Amen? That's, that's clear, right? We don't, we don't have a foyer here. After meeting with Midwest Construction, there's a lot that they proposed. And what they proposed to the max um, was, was more than, again, that you know, we're wanting to go right now. Uh, just looking at some projects, they propose about $450,000 for that building project. However, that's kind of a proposal, and then we come to the table with them, with our team that has been a part of the um, discussion for the master planning and so forth, and we're going to say what's real ministry need as opposed to what they're proposing. So we're going to bring that back down. We're looking at more closer to three fifty dollars uh, than four fifty, dollars actually. Um, and and we're, what we're going to do is if, if you look at the drawings, that foyer space will be built. That central foyer space will be there. That kitchen will be built. Instead of doing the bathrooms right away, we're going to rough in the bathrooms. We'll have all the plumbing there so that when the church grows to the level where we need another set of bathrooms, I think what's important is that we have access to the bathrooms now, right? And so because we have several bathrooms, four, four bathrooms at this time that, that could be used. And so we're going to have the rough-ins there, and we're working the kitchen and the lobby space. And so that's what we're going to be focusing on and what we're going to be in negotiations with and basically drawing architectural drawings for. We are striving to make the most with what you've entrusted us with or what the Lord's entrusted us with. And, and what's the balance here? We want excellence. We want excellence, and we want to be good stewards of what God's given us. Why? Again, to be a blessing to God and to make sure that the focus is ministry and not buildings. So we need... This is what I want you to pray for. We're not going to necessarily receive an offering today for the building project. We're going to give you weeks, four weeks to pray about it, to see what the Lord will put in your heart about it. But we need to raise $100,000. We want to raise $100,000 within a year's time uh, for the capital campaign. That means that uh, if we raise $100,000, we'll come to, again, to our bank with 30% of what we would borrow for the building, at 20 or 30% at the most for for what we will build. Why is that important? And why are we going to borrow? I want to describe this. Right now we have a 10-year loan. That 10-year loan is very, very doable. On a monthly basis, the mortgage is not a problem. Nobody's stressing. It is comfortable. It is not an issue. It does not hinder the way we do ministry. That's good news. Amen? What we're going to do is take that 10-year loan, build this critically needed your space, extend that loan 
to 20 years because it'll keep our mortgage payment exactly the same. And that way we can invest the monies that we need for the four-year space that we need and do, and again, make sure that the focus is ministry and not debt, okay? So uh, extending that would not affect our mortgage at all. It would not affect the process of ministry rather than it would affect it for the positive. That, that again, will include the four-year space as presented, the kitchen as presented, and repurpose office space. Uh, so in light of that, that's what we would need to raise. Now, as we enter into that process, we welcome your prayers, and we won't make any decisions. We will keep you informed every step of the way um, uh, and, and, and make sure that you're well aware of what's happening. So we need to raise $100,000 to, to be able to begin or at, to make steps towards this progress. Here's the good news. Looking at our finances now, looking at the giving here at The Rock, it's quite possible that we can begin this by October, November next year. That means that next winter, we will already have our foyer space. Wouldn't that be great? Amen. I, okay, three people thought it was great. Wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> help me, help me. <laughs> okay, once completed, this is what we will have. Our two main buildings will become one. We will have a beautifully built foyer. We will have a bigger and more ministry-fitted commercial kitchen an office space that will be repurposed to better fit the ministry, and a more clearly defined kids' ministry, sanctuary space, and all that. Again, reasons why we can't stay here. Some would say, well, you know, I like it the way things are right now. Why do we have to move forward? Why do we have to make this investment? And I'm I'm just going to share with you some reasons. Number one, we need a hangout space. We need a hangout space. When people come to The Rock and they visit and they come through the doors, it's like they're going from the parking lot right into the sanctuary. They assume there's going to be a foyer or something. They don't think they're going to go into the Holy of Holies. They don't think they're going to go right up to the burning bush, right? Laura's leading worship with the team, and they're like on a whole nother level, and they're like, what is going on? <laughs> right? There's, there, there needs to be an in-between space to help us transition in the way that we do life and ministry, but also an in-between place where we can build relationships, a lot of life happens in cafe foyer areas at the church. And it's something that we've been lacking. So it's just going to be a great place uh, of transition that we need. Second for, uh, uh, second thing I got over there is children ministry needs. Listen, we have an incredible usher team and our kids ministry crew. They do great work and they make sure that everything is safe. But just ministry-wise, we know that it's uncomfortable for some parents who may come to visit to say, hey, I'll be here in the first place in the second building while my kid is in the second building. Sometimes people come and they're like, you know, I, I don't feel comfortable with that separation. Now, we know that things are taken care of well, but it, it would be awesome to have that central space that will help us clearly define what's happening, where kids' ministry is happening, where the service is, and to have access without having to walk outside, especially during the winter months. Anybody think that's a good idea? Yes. Parents and babies, okay? Sometimes, you know, it's like, it's thunderstorming, right? In the middle of the message, it's storming outside or it's dead cold and we're here and there's a mama or a dad with a baby uh, and the baby starts singing to Jesus, right? <laughs> Just singing out loud in all its glory. And, uh, you know, then they have to deal with, okay, do I go outside because I know I'm aggravating somebody or do I just stay here? Uh, you know, and I, from here, I'm, I'm used to it. I'm used to it. So I don't want anybody to feel the pressure or mama to feel the pressure like they have to walk outside in the cold, right? Anybody with me? You understand what I'm saying? These are struggles that I see from the pulpit as I'm preaching. You may not see it, but I see it, right? 
And so this foyer space is going to create that space where when our babies start crying and singing unto Jesus, we can go to that foyer space. We'll have speakers with the sermon and even a screen that will show what's happening at the pulpit. Amen. Just a foyer space that would uh, be a, a greater blessing to the body. Fifth, we'll have bathroom that are, bathrooms that are accessible. Do you remember when we had baptisms in February? That's because we don't. The reason why we don't have baptisms is because, you know, to baptize somebody in 975-degree water and then tell them to walk out in negative 8, it's just not right. (laughs) Something's not right about that. Right, so we're going to create that foyer space. It's going to give us access to the bathrooms and so forth, and we're looking forward to that. Someone would say, well, what about the cost, Pastor? That seems like a high cost. Well, again, remember, we're looking at 2,400 square feet. Remember that we have to relocate all our heat and air units, okay? All our heat and air units are in between, and those things need relocated. There are firewalls that we need to put in place to make sure the building is up to code. And we're going to have, again, a central space with nice high ceilings that's going to communicate. This is who we are. This is where we're going. And the rough-ins are going to be put in place for future bathrooms as the ministry needs it. We did ask the question, is there a better use of our funds? Should we not even build? Should we just go to another sp- space in our, in our, in our lot? And, and as we c- consider this throughout the whole way, they've, they've assured us, and we believe we're convicted and we're sure of it, that this is the best use of our finances at the present time. Why build a new sanctuary when our sanctuary meets our needs? How is that going to be more financially fit for us? It's not. So uh, just have vision for us. Have vision with us. A central space that communicates well who we are and what we are about and provides a transitional space for relationships to occur. Think about coming to church as a visitor and knowing which door you have to go through. Think about a kitchen better fit for all the cooking that happens here at The Rock and for all of the events. And think about a clearly defined kids' ministry space, which is much needed. Are you excited about this? And there's good news. Amen. This is good news. I just wanted to share this with you. I don't know if I'm going to take two or three thoughts, you know, two or three questions, then I'm going to be here. If you want to hang out and ask me questions, uh, you can. Anybody have anything that I need to clarify, right? Any questions? Really, it all depends on the amount of the need, really. If um, um, the thing, the beautiful thing about, yeah, the, the beautiful thing. That, that has to do with the science and the communications. Obviously, you know where the bathrooms are now. Right now, exactly. You see the, ha- the yellow hallway? Mm-hmm. The bathrooms are right next to that yellow hallway. Yeah, right there. Yeah, the bathrooms are right there. We'll build as needed. The, the wonderful thing about Midwest Construction is that we can look to hire uh, they, they give us choices of companies that we can hire, and there are things that maybe that we can do in excellence ourselves. The key word is excellence, and in a timely manner, that we will do ourselves to save us the expense. So it's a great question. Anything else? Any other questions? We can start building. I don't see why we couldn't start building by September. Not, not this, but next September, October. Uh, you know, that's the hope. So um, that's the plan. Again, we got to get the details of everything. One more, one more, anything else, and then we can, I'm going to be here afterward if, if you need to ask me anything. Amen. Okay. All right. 
Listen, guys, I'm excited about this. And uh, just want you to now, the next four weeks from now, we're going to be talking about this, but four weeks from now, we're, we're going to welcome you to just now begin to pray, God, thank you. How do I give towards this? Um, what do you put in my heart? I want you to know something. I make this confession very boldly, and, and I want to be very clear. I am not the Holy Spirit. I'm not. So I want you guys to seek God. What has God put in your heart to, to give? What is it that, that the Lord has put you to, to give? Maybe you can give a one-time gift. Maybe some of you say, I'm, 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 not gonna, uh, I'm gonna give a one-time gift, but I wanna, I wanna give a monthly gift. You know, my, what I wanna give is this, and I can do it in the monthly stages uh, throughout the year. I'm gonna do that, we're gonna do it, Rebecca and I will do that. Uh, so just begin to pray and seek the Lord. Uh, praise God, are you excited that God is moving us forward? God is moving us forward. Amen. Let's bless God. Let's pray. Let's pray. Thank you for all that you're doing here at The Rock. Thank you, Jesus. Even as uh, right now, let's, if the ushers can come up. Lord, we thank you for the offering and everything that's going to be lifted up to you today. Um, uh, Father, we pray that you would take this offering, that you would use it for your kingdom and for your glory. And Lord, again, we just want to express our gratitude for the way that you've provided. We want to express our gratitude for the way that you continue to give and, and, uh, and lead us in victory, from victory to victory. This is not my work. It is no individual's work. This is the work of you through your whole church through your whole church, and it's just a blessing to be a part of it. Continue to have your way. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Listen, as I was preparing this, um, I just want to leave you with this thought, and we'll bring this to a close. Just as it may be daunting to think of, wow, a building project like that, uh, I thought, you know, as I was preparing, I share it with you. It may be daunting to think of transformation. I think that this is going to be a transformation process for the rock. I think you're going you're to be surprised at the life that comes as we move forward and honor God with making sure that we do things in excellence here at the rock. But I want to remind you of the things that we shared in worship as we move out of here about transformation. Number one, you're not too far to be transformed. Okay? Remember, he gave his son for your transformation. He's given you his Holy Spirit for your transformation. He's given you a new heart for his transformation and your transformation. And ultimately, he's calling us to engage. Engage in the process of God's transformation. Amen. Would you stand with us? Visitors and those who have been here more than once, but you know, you're just kind of hanging out, visiting, and checking out the rock. I want to say thank you for your grace with us today as we shared this very important and vital time. Thank you for hearing this with us. We appreciate you. Um, thank you for giving us that time. Let me just bless you today as we close. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for reminding us the price that you paid for us to be transformed, that you gave us your Son. You've given us your Holy Spirit. You've given us a new heart. And Lord God, that you, you, Call us to engage in the process of transformation. Thank you for the accountability, the reading of your word, and all of the things that come in helping us walk a transformed life. I pray your blessing over your church. I pray that you give us vision for the future, God, and move, move us in the direction of your spirit. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. God bless you today.
Bless you. Amen.